Welcome to the 376th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that's on legal-derived hemp high. And joining me all the way across the city of Omaha is my unhigh co-host, Matt. I'm telling you, hearing you coughing earlier while the intro was going, I was surprised the hello made it that long. Good job. Good job. I'm proud of you. Well, the hemp-derived legal high that I've got going on in my body is keeping me from really wanting to do anything mean and cruel, like talk about Castle of Creeping Flesh, but unfortunately, that's our movie this week. Yeah, no. And you say, unfortunately, like you didn't choose this shit. <laughs> This is Wait, a. You, uh, you act like a greater power chose it, just put it on the hard drive, and was like, sorry, motherfuckers. Well, I bought it and we yeah. covered it. That is the yeah. most of my planning on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, but I'm just saying, you say unfortunately, but you did this to us. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did this to us. Unfortunately, I killed you with this gun. (laughs) Unfortunately, I did this to us. How about that? Yeah, Yeah, there you go. All right, that sounds fine. (laughs) My main gripe with this film, and I just want to prepare everybody because there's possible triggers because we just talked about this for you last week. There's a lot of sexual assault in this, and there's some flat-out, out-and-out fucking rape. Yeah. And it's pretty much the main hinge of the story. This film is like, what if the virgin spring but gothic horror movie Frankenstein monster shit? Yeah, right? It's like, Jesus. Yeah, so I mean, there's... uh, Last House on the Left was heavily influenced by Igmar Bergman's The Virgin Springs. And it's basically the plotline of The Virgin Spring is very similar to what ends up happening in this film, but it actually is like they, they, they happen upon the girl and then stay in her home like over the night, you know, and use like the hospitality with then the Earl or whoever it is ends up finding out who these men are and then, you know, has them brutally murdered for what they did. And that's, yeah. you know, but there's no vengeance for what happened to their, her, his daughter. In Castle of the Creeping Flesh, they do it like this total gothic uh, Frankenstein monster recreation, like mysticism and, and supernatural stuff that they try to mix in with that. But it's basically the same plot line. Um, when you don't know that and you just go into this like what hour and 23 minute film and this is the extended divert yeah. the extended version um it's like the complete version for the first time on like american shores because we're used to having it like an hour and 17 minutes over here so we have a much shorter ending and it's a much shorter film that would be like 77 minutes and i think there's probably some things you could take out of this yeah uh and still get it down to that runtime but not miss any of the story the reason that i know that is that's what i did with the fucking clips this week so i didn't have to work so hard <laughs> nice <clears throat> So, yeah, it's 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 an odd film. It's directed by the guy who did Mark of the Devil, which is actually a really... It's a witchcraft trial or the uh, Inquisition-style kind of uh, movie based around that, only it's a horror film um, about it. And it, it's one of the earliest, like, really sleazeball kind of, like, exploitative type of attempts at making a horror film. It was so much so that it was marketed with its own vomit bag. 
<laughs> they would Jesus. hand out to you in the theaters, right? Yeah. So these are the folks that are doing that. And also, by the way, apparently the original story was derived from Jess Franco, who basically said, what if Virgin Spring only gothic horror tale? Is <laughs> essentially what I'm thinking is how he pitched this story, because that's definitely what it feels like. So yeah. it's a rough movie this week. There's going to be a lot of sexual assault talk in this, which I'm going to try and not really dwell on too much of the stuff, but it's there. And for those of you that that may be a trigger for, we want to warn you that's going to be in the discussion about the film because it's there. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's fucking, it shows up almost right the fuck away. So yeah, pretty much. And now the title of the castle of creeping flesh, I'm not sure what that's supposed to represent because there is a castle. And I think the only creeping flesh might be like the, the reference to goosebumps, like the castle of goosebumps is what they kind of wanted to call it. But creeping flesh sounds creepier. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I, I can because Goosebumps sounds like a, a kids show, right? Well, it is a kids show, and I yeah, exactly. I can honestly attest that while watching this film, I had goosebumps, but it had nothing to do with the content. It was just really fucking cold with the AC on. Yeah, man, I it's cold lately because then you know you don't want to turn it off because the daytime's getting hot, but because we're in the fall, the nighttime with the sun's gone is cold. Oh god, fuck. Yeah, everything's just terrible. Yeah, well, I was freezing and I threw on a hoodie and that got rid of my creeping flesh, and all I was left with was a castle. I mean, that's what I'm wearing with right now. I'm, I'm in sweats and a hoodie in the bunker. It's cold down here. Same, same. Only I'm, uh, I got like sweatpants that are like cargo sweatpants. It's it. I got, I got sweatpants that are uh, camouflage, so you can't see the lower part of my body. You don't even know where it is. <laughs> You're half the man you used to be, my friend. <laughs> but anyway, because the title is Creeping Flesh, I decided to just grab music this week for the Pirate Radio edit that had the word creep in the title, was about being a creep, was about creeping around in some way, shape, or form. And it's just all creepy all over the place because we didn't really have a whole lot of creeping flesh in the movie. Yeah, no. I mean, there was people creeping on flesh in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's the most creeping of flesh that we did see, as a matter of fact. So, yeah. up first for the creep theme is the band The Damned with creep and in parentheses like they often do in country songs, You Can't Fool Me. But before that, we're going to have Kevin's intro with the Patreon giveaway, as well as the Legion Patreon ad. Hey everyone, this is Kevin. As many of you probably have heard, Bo will be heading back to school to become a teacher. Congratulations, Bo. As such, I'll be taking over the reins, managing, and spreading the good word of Legion Podcast. To kickstart things off, as an added thank you for patrons, Legion plans to have Steam Code giveaways for current Patreon backers. A random person will be picked from the Patreon, and the winners can choose from the available Steam Codes. Thank you so much for supporting Legion Podcast. You can reach me on Twitter or the Legion Discord group. My username is at... Lonely Bob. See you around. This'll keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's the Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com 
forward slash Legion podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon. And for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion podcasts. We appreciate it. And thank you for listening. Now back to the cutting room. The Damned with the song Creep, and in parentheses like they often do with country songs, you can't fool me. Okay, so let's go ahead and get talking about the Castle of Creeping Flesh, which we apparently don't want to do, but we're going to have to do anyway. We're trying not to. I mean, we're doing our best. (laughs) (laughs) The first 20 minutes, the movie opens on a swinging party as the title scrolls across the screen, like a video edit, just plunk, Castle of Creeping Flesh. the 19th... It's the 1960s, my man. Yeah, this was actually released in 1968, so just keep that in mind when we're about to talk about the content that we saw. Yeah. All right, so it seems like a lot of these folks are really boozing it up as they are dancing about around a table, and then some jackass just hops up onto the table to dance periodically back and forth. I'm already starting to get irritated, so people talk, and that's our first clip. During this hunting season, there's one party after another. Cigarettes, if you please, ladies. Thanks. I hope you like the party. It's really lovely. I hope you didn't come here with your fiancé. No, of course not. Your sister's here, I'm sure. Mm, that could be. And the young man is her fiancé? Yes. They seem to be enjoying themselves. How about the two of us going out for a ride? Mm-hmm. You ride very well, I've heard. I started at five. I own a small house not far away. Really? Would you like to ride there? Yes, I'd love to come along. I'm sure you'll like it. A little adventure. A little adventure of my house, Vera. Mm-hmm. Good. I suggest we lose no more time then. <laughs> it lies very beautifully. It's a very romantic and dreamy spot. Oh. It's ideal for an adventure. How far away is it? About half an hour's ride away. Are you sure we'll be alone? Of course. But you mustn't tell my guests. Hmm. I'll prepare the horses. Okay, so this lady is clearly all ready to fucking go with this yeah. dude. Like, there is going to be no resistance. Like, she wants to get down. With, with I mean, and her fiance's there, but fuck that guy. Also, thank you, creepy robot man, for your creepiness. <laughs> but also sounding like a robot. That guy sounds like a robot. 
but a creep robot. Yeah, he is. Um, all these people are obviously dubbed. I mean, it's it's obvious yeah, that they're obviously it's a, yeah. yeah, it's a dub. And I'm just saying though, the guy sounds right. The person that's dubbed. dubbing that voice is what I'm I'm actually commenting on, and I don't disagree yeah. with you that he sounds very robotic. But I have heard his voice, like I just recognize that voice from other dubs that I've heard, and it's almost always that same way where he just like just gets the dialogue out matter of factly, and it's like clearly just a fucking paycheck. Other people in this movie at least attempt to do some acting with some of the dialogue in this, but I don't even know if they were like looking at the screen or if they were just taking the screen direction that was in the script, if there was something there and they just kind of went for it because the dubbing is real uneven in this film and would should probably watch it in the original language if you want to make it feel a little classier. And I think with the subtitles, maybe that would uh, engage you a little bit more than what the English yeah. language dialogue did for me. Um, yeah, but then you wouldn't be able to do clips, so you were never going to let us just read the subtitles. Fuck no, I'm not going to do that to us because you lose attention whenever you're trying to read subtitles anyway listen i just went ahead and was gonna try to read uh, instructions for the skype update and i just said fuck it and just clicked okay i may have just signed over my kid i don't know all right so back to the story during the clip yeah. we find out that the couple that had been going all pda all over each other which let's just basically describe what happens there throughout the party sequence we keep seeing this couple that are on the floor where they're either like cuddling up to each other and they're all snuggly and like kissing and doing like a whole lot of like loose touching in front of all of this crowd like total pda to the point where most people at a party would be like okay go to a room and fuck you two and get it over with yeah holy cow what kind of a party did they get invited to right and then they start chasing each other around a coffee table in front of all of these other people on hands yeah. and knees in a very like sexy chase scene yeah and while somebody dances on the table right and that same jackass is hopping back up on the table and dancing and so that would be me at a party while right. everyone else is doing like weird shit i just dance it on a table because i don't know what else to do <laughs> Usually you just put a lampshade on your head and stand in the corner and hope someone thinks it's funny. Typically, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, this couple that has been doing this throughout this entire sequence, we finally find out that in the clip, the redheaded lady talks about how that's her sister and that's her fiance and they're the ones that are here. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. This guy very clearly knows that this chick has a fiance and he himself even has a fiance. And they both are talking about how they're glad their fiancés aren't currently here. And they're trying yeah. to make a plan to sneak away from this group and go throw down at this cottage that he's got nearby from this party that he's apparently throwing. I mean, it's... It's some hardcore shit, but yeah, that's uh, that's 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 the gist of it right now. They are uh, they they do their own thing, I guess, out there. Right. Hey, I mean, it's a swinging sixties, man. Uh, Apparently, they're sort of swingers, but it's kind of hard to tell, or maybe they're it's, just. It's hard to tell, yeah. man. It's almost like they're flirting with the line. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people want to just play with the line because they're young and they want to have yeah. some fun, but like some of them clearly yeah. have a line that they won't cross. Whereas this exactly. dude that's hitting on the sister of that betrothed couple is all about like, yeah, I know you got a fiance let's go throw it out flip yeah who cares <laughs> so the host takes off to prepare the horses for this like ride out into the country and they're gonna sneak away as the woman yeah. he seems to be setting up for some sexual congress sits and drinks while enjoying the party and once again more and more party sequence they cut from this for some reason to a sports car careening down a country road and then that leads into our next clip Sister darling, are you already tired after one day's party? Are you going to bed? No. He has a beautiful country house. We'll ride there and continue the party. Mm. Marvelous. You'll come too, of course. Yes, of course. But I won't go without Roger. And Roger will go without George. So if Why, he wants yes. 
That's four of us. And now let's drink to that. Yes? Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Let's go. <laughs> have you seen my fiance? I'm afraid I have. Not the last half hour. Thank you. Three days of this. Okay, so this is a plan. They're going to be partying for three days where they all go to sleep and then they get up and do it all again in the morning, apparently, and they just keep throwing down. Goddamn, that's uh, that's hardcore partying right there. Even even for me, three straight days? Nah, man, I need, I need a nap. Okay, so... <laughs> what is that? Okay, so during that clip, those ladies are changing. The film is showing that up for us to enjoy. And uh, that, I mean, actresses made the agreement to be naked in the film, apparently. Um, this is all consensual as far as I'm concerned. So this is a thank you movie while they're discussing things the, in topless. The first one is, yeah, this is almost like the only thank you movie you're going to get. We oh, we kind yeah, we kind of get some other ones. You kind of get one yeah. later on. Yeah, later but, on, you kind of get one. But, but post, this, post-rape sequence, any nudity feels uncomfortable regardless. Yes. We need to phrase that, you know, whether, yeah. you know, for sure. So, all right, let's move on. Anyway, this yeah, yeah, for yeah, now yeah. we have at least a thank you movie. We we we've had enough disclaimers, I think. Yeah, well, we could always add some more because we as woke as fuck. Yeah, we are. We as woke as fuck. All right, so we see more crazy kids getting kooky with it as they drink and party it up. This sequence goes on for fucking ever. We see some more people dressing and getting ready for the horseback ride. They're getting out of their party clothes and getting into their like long boots and shit. Oh, and we also need to comment that while the sisters were dressing, uh, the one sister that wants to throw down with the red hair throws on these like thigh high fuck me like bondage leather red boots, and yeah. they're her riding boots. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, what and is this film Court trying to do like, with me? New kink unlocked. Oh no, there was nothing new about that kink. I was just no, indulging in an existing kink there, I was huh? very much aware of. <laughs> we cut from this to the group on horseback. They are moseying around as the fiance lady and the party host yuck it up while galloping away about towards a private manor. It's important to note that he specifically tells her, no, he told them where everything is or, or they know exactly where it is. They can get going. They, you know, it's not going to be a big deal. And then he basically didn't do that at all, according to what we hear later on. And he He's riding off with the fiance basically in a set up manner where he planned this the entire time. Yeah. They cut from that to the two of them having wine in an empty house and looking at each other like they are about to throw down. This is where she is flirting up with the line and just wanting to play about. They're out in the dining hall or something like that where they're just right out in the open like doing this. The host tells her that he finds that she is full of life. She says he is making a mistake as he circles her saying her name. She plays a little bit of a game tease him and she runs off telling him he looks like lucifer right now so he starts to undress her as she says no repeatedly and it's at this point i'm just going to notate already this is not cool movie she yeah, says we're no not cool movie she says no each time he does a button doesn't try to restrain him from stopping him but still clearly says no this is definitely assault at this point yeah yeah big time assault this domineering rape scene continues as it is intercut with the others trying to arrive by horseback she tells him he is disgusting while he he is raping her and that he's a dirty swine but he continues to rape her. They then cut back to the others that are lost on horseback trying to find the place. They cut back to the rapist demanding that Eleanor look at him. That about made me feel sick so I don't know where that drove you. Yeah, nope, that drove me right into wanting to kick this motherfucker's dick hole. The horseback riders then stop to try to find the house, then think they have it. When Eleanor asks for her clothing, once again cutting back and forth, the rapist then throws her clothes at her one at a 
time like a petulant child. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fucking disgusting, too. Yeah, yeah, this whole scene is pretty fucking disgusting. Then she says to him, what about your fiance? Didn't you think of her, like, before doing this? Like, basically trying to make her least- seem like a person again in his eyes. And then he fucking victim blames her, saying she should have thought about his fiance before tempting him like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. This guy's a real piece of work. Yeah, I was fucking livid at this point. I felt my blood pressure increasing to the point where I thought that if it had some kind of a temperature gauge alarm, it would be going off and I should probably take something to calm down. I mean, what a giant piece of shit. At this point, the fiance and the other horseback riders arrive and we find out that the blonde lady is in fact his fiance for sure. As they finally arrive here, she starts getting dressed and that leads to our third clip because I'm tired of writing about this fucking horrid shit they're coming we're here we're moving oh there we found you last hi there that was a fantastic ride great idea come on in thanks well make yourself at home hello there brock where are you (laughs) (laughs) could i have a drink my body craves alcohol <laughs> hey, I have oh, an oh, idea. Let's have oh, another party. Oh, you bet on it. Party it up. Hey, what's that? The coat of arms of a very old family, old aristocracy. They still live around here, about an hour's ride away. It does not belong to them anymore. They gave it up a long time ago, and now they live alone in their castle, completely cut off from the rest of the world. Unfriendly people, secretive, and unsociable. Unsociable? Oh, good. We'll go and pay them a little visit, shall we? No. No one has ever been in the grounds of the Earl of Saxon. Come on, let's have a drink. I won't pay any visits anymore. I'm too exhausted by the ride. I'm not. I love to ride. I love it when the earth is whipped and everything (laughs) revels around. So you rather like the idea of uh, things being whipped, do you? My father told me how for days in Russia they used to ride out in the fall. Sometimes they did not come back for weeks. I can still hear the wild sound of the Cossacks. Were you ever there? Unfortunately not, but it must have been wonderful. With never-ending festivities. Can't you see it all? The officers arriving in their troikas and wearing those lovely costumes and courting the women. Ah, we're living in the wrong epoch. Yay! 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 <laughs> Helena. Yay! 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 They had wild, never-ending festivities. <laughs> Am I right or not, Helena? <laughs> Yay! Yes. Champagne! Don't Blow. listen to her. She's dreaming. She's crazy. You're right, darling. You're dreaming, and you are a dream. I'm not. Sometimes I have a feeling I've experienced it all. (laughs) You seem to be very much at home in your dream world. Yes, I love old fairy tales. Oh, you love old fairy tales? I can tell you one that happened right here, just a few days ago, in the forest. A young girl was attacked, the daughter of the Earl of Saxon. He was so furious that he set a bear free. And that bear is now roaming around the forest, wild. Where did you pick up that story, dear? Story? George told me about it. He got it from the keeper. 
There are certainly a lot of strange things happening here. Wild bears, furious earls, and a girl who's been raped. Nobody said she'd been raped. Go on with your story. I can imagine what happened. They say she's very beautiful. She lives all alone with her father in that mysterious castle. You shouldn't have read so many books, Marion. You don't have any imagination. Just think of it. A wild bear, rambling and prowling. A romantic, real wild bear. Nonsense. If you mean the one that belongs to the Earl of Saxon, I assure you, he's not dangerous at all. Besides, there haven't been any wild bears in this country for ages now. The poor girl. <laughs> Maybe she enjoyed it. Roger. Well, I don't think it's such a particularly enjoyable experience to come upon a monster. Don't be silly. It's a nice circus bear, a harmless animal. I wonder. I've heard about animals who lived among men and come to know them really well. They're often more dangerous than the wild ones. I remember having read about a gorilla who lived for 10 uneventful years in a zoo, happy and content. And then one day, without any apparent reason, he tore his guardian to pieces and killed five others. Maybe he'd had on his mind all the time. And finally decided to do it. All right, all right, that's enough. The way you talk, you're becoming animals yourselves, aren't they? Elena? Elena? Elena. Where is she? Hey! Elena! What in hell has got into her? You've driven her half crazy with that bear. We must catch her before dawn. That's ah, just what we needed. What are we going to do about it? You stay here. George, look after your sister. Yes, I will. There isn't much we can do. Don't worry, we'll find her. Roger. I want to ride with you. Come, Marion. No, you stay here. Let's go inside. It'll be easy to find it here. Don't worry. I know my way around here very well. All right. So that story obviously was driving the most recently sexually assaulted Eleanor a little bit insane for obvious reasons. So yeah. she just had to get away and take off. And then also, this is pretty much a normal reaction to want to escape without even really telling anybody what, what happened. I mean, it's at least realistic in the way that it portrays things. And it doesn't try to make this sexual assault seem like something that she ended up, you know, being okay with and enjoying. Like, it's not like a quote-unquote seduction like they tried to show with James Bond doing all the time, which is still mm. fucking rape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the old James Bond doesn't really age well. Not at all. All right, so as this clip ends, you hear the rapist and the victim's fiancé go looking for her, and that ends the very first 20 minutes where Eleanor runs off. Yeah, so... I mean, this movie's already real rapey and uh, real just kind of gross. Yeah, the little bit of party-going happiness that you were kind of enjoying at the beginning of the film was basically a way of lulling you into a false sense of security. Yeah. Then they have the friends riding together and having a good old time, and then this guy just fucking rapes her. Yeah, I thought I was just about to get a swinging 60s party vibe, and then maybe there's a killer on the loose in this castle, and people start getting offed. You know, I'm I'm all for a good murder. And, and a good serial killer but then it went to a whole horrible area and now i just feel bad <laughs> somehow that's a clip yeah right oh <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah it was all, it's all it's all it's not good <laughs> 
Yeah, it's real slow and plotting in the way that it gets to these kinds of scenes. But when it does get to this stuff, tries to get as exploitative and hard-edged as possible with it. And then it pulls back and goes and does the reality of everything that happens at the party and the way they're talking about some other things and how Eleanor just can't quite get over um, how they're conversing about this thing. And basically, she can't come forward because they're all having a good swinging time and like it's just too much for her so she just flees that's kind of the most realistic thing that they could have done for a response i think and also back in these times is where you know people didn't exactly believe women i mean i say back in those times they don't really do it much now either yeah as if times have changed and things have improved for for females in this world no yeah i mean no it hasn't but so anyway but yeah unfortunately people do not believe women when they tell them especially when everyone's supposed to be like oh no he's the cool dude he's fine he's our friend jackass yeah all right so back to the movie it seems that eleanor has taken off to the property of the earl of saxon or so the men think because they stop for a moment and then they just kind of like are looking around and then the guy states it but the film doesn't let you really kind of absorb what the fuck is going on because it cuts from this to a makeshift lab at a castle where a doctor who looks dead himself arrives to declare a woman dead (laughs) i'm like who are you talking about being dead you walking corpse jesus christ then we see what appears to be eleanor being dragged up the stairs to the castle by a big dude as the crew is all assembled and head to the earl of saxon's castle that leads to our next clip. All right, do as you please. It'll be night soon, and all we found is a hat. That's the castle over there. Let's go and ask. I told you the Earl hates intruders. Why do you object so strongly to our coming here? The Earl of Saxon is a strange person. Hey, who are you? Who's that? Keep quiet. What are you doing here? We've lost our way. We're looking for a young lady whose horse ran away. Lady is in castle. Horses and stable. Elna, is she all right? I do not know. Ask Earl. He bring her away. Who are you? I am Alekos. I am servant of Earl. Are you alone? Yes. Come with me. Huh. Is everyone around here so friendly? I warned you. The Earl of Saxon is a very strange man. Very mysterious man. What you say about Earl? I did not say anything. Better you say nothing about Earl. Understand? Now come, this is the Earl of Saxon's castle. Earl not like visitors, but horses need warm stable. Hey, that's the first time you've shown us the nice part of your character. (laughs) But horses need warm stable. (laughs) Come. It looks as though we've been awaited. (laughs) Maybe there's another party going on. Shh, quiet please. The Earl. The Earl of Saxon. Welcome. Who are you? I'm Vera Legrand, Eleanor's sister. The sister of the girl you've been kind enough to take care of. Baron, uh... Brack. I thought so. You live in the neighborhood, don't you? Where's my sister? Upstairs. She's asleep. May I see her, please? Certainly. If you will kindly follow me. Would you like to see her too? Yes. Uh, no. It might be better if her fiancé, Roger de la Valliere, went along. How do you do? As you wish. You are my guests. Everything I own is yours. This is everything I still own. 
However, I would like you to observe the rules of this house. Aletos will see to it. Follow me. Are you expecting other guests? No. Baron, please come now. Baron looked at picture of daughter of Earl. You know her? I don't know who you're talking about. About girl who was attacked in forest three days ago by man. At the very end of the clip, the servant of Saxon very sharply asks about the Earl's daughter and if the Baron recognizes her. My homie, he um, kind of looks like that good character from um, Game of Thrones who hangs out with Jon Snow all the time in the end. The older guy. He's got the bald, same beard. I was like, God damn, it looks just like him. Are you talking about the Onion Knight? Yeah. Okay, maybe kind of a little bit in that they're both old with a beard. I mean, but no, they got the same eyes, dead eyes, shit like that. Come on. <laughs> Those eyes are blackish eyes. clearly we don't want to fucking talk about this jesus so do not want to because i know what's coming up so i'm trying not to all right at the very end of the clip the servant of saxon very sharply asks about the earl's daughter and if the baron recognizes her because he had a look at the photo with a bit of apprehension we kind of know what's going on when they basically said the earl's daughter had been raped as well as what happened to eleanor we already know the baron did it let's not even fucking talk about that yeah right yeah 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 yeah. It's, it's 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 there the Earl states he sedated poor Eleanor as she was found by his servant running through the forest screaming and therefore must have been in some form of shock. Understandably so, considering what happened to her and the conversation that happened immediately following that. <clears throat> they cut from this to the Baron is pining over the photo of the Earl's daughter, stating her name as though he has pined for her this entire time still. This raises suspicion with the Earl, and the Baron is dressed all frilly, but states that this is the rules of the house. Oh, wait, that's dialogue, so it's also our next clip. <laughs> Baron, you should see yourself. <laughs> I'm observing the rules of this house. I want to know what this costume represents. Alekos. Death. Baron, you have death looking down on you. <laughs> uh, what kind of costume have you brought for me? You as king. Hmm, thanks. He who kissed sleeping princess. <laughs> You queen, young queen, beautiful queen, wicked queen, you love and you kill, yes. Well, death, king, queen, only the prince and princess are missing. What a pity we haven't brought Marion and George along. Oh, is that you? No, it's one of my ancestors. He was at the origin of a curse that's been in our family ever since. He was also a doctor. One day during the Thirty Years' War, as he was attending the wounded after a battle that took place not far away from here, a group of marauders attacked the castle. His daughter managed to escape and hid on the castle grounds. But his mistress, who didn't like the young girl, betrayed her. Not only that, she even encouraged the men to give way to, to their low instincts. And contentedly she looked on while they raped the young innocent girl. My ancestor, warned by one of the servants, pursued the men and killed them. And for that, he was beheaded? No, not for that. 
When he returned to the castle, his daughter was dead. He tried out everything he knew to bring her back to life again, but everything failed. So he killed his mistress, and with her blood tried to pump new life into his daughter's dead body. And for that he was beheaded. Stop, please. Oh, what an uncanny story. And this is my daughter, my only child. She was attacked too. She died an hour ago. No. Oh, there you are. We thought something had happened to you. We lost our way. What happened? Marion hit her head on a low tree branch and fell from the horse. It's very dark tonight. It was lucky we found the castle. Katerina. No. That's Marion, my fiance. And George von Castle, her brother. Alekos will take her to her room, where she can rest. We'll have dinner as soon as you're ready. Thank you. Thank you. What's that for? <laughs> the rules of the house. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> that was dialogue. Uh, it really didn't tell us much of anything other than the story that we had kind of already heard about the tale that took place. But yeah, turns out that the tale that took place also had not just been something that just recently happened, but this particular Earl of Saxon uh, in his family history has also had basically his grandmother assaulted to death or would have been a grandmother assaulted to death. And then somehow the Saxon line continues to where this story can be told. There could be other children. Yes. Well, the young woman is put to bed by the servant and the Earl. Earl has a conversation with the death-looking doctor about if they should or should not try something now that all the people who are doppelgangers have been brought into the castle. Which, by the way, all these people look exactly like the paintings of the story that took place in the past. Almost yeah. as if all of these spirits are doomed to repeat these same actions over and over again. Yeah, it's a little weird, isn't it? They cut from this to a dinner scene where the Baron lusts after the evil queen redhead lady. She flirts back at him, which again, why did he have to trick the sister in there other than maybe because he actually does just only want to assault. He doesn't want a willing partner. Yeah, he doesn't want anything else than than to assault, and that's gross. She flirts back at him as well in the most obvious way possible. This does not go unnoticed by the manservant nor the earl. However, the brother of the baron's fiance seems kind of clueless about this and just munches away and does nothing. As the obvious resemblances of the earl's ancestors are commented on, and then a long speech about life, love, and death that really was fucking boring, which almost became a clip, but I'm not even going to do that to you guys, our audience. Yeah, that that would have been that would have been so. Uh, you know what? That is funny. I legit thought that you're gonna make that a clip. I'm like, God, that that's something that he would torture us with. That, and no, I was wrong. You you must. You're very. Uh, you're in a very benevolent mood today. It was at this point that I write in my notes. Well, we're all just gonna sit here and have to wonder when the flesh will start creeping in this castle. Yeah, because it's. <laughs> it hasn't started yet. It's kind of pissing me off. The crew is told that the Earl's servant will show all of them to their rooms as he stops to pluck the memorial rose from the table that is meant to represent his daughter, I guess? Probably, or somebody. The servant shows the group to their rooms as we get what looks like actual surgery footage. The servant stops. Yeah, the, right? Uh, that was... Um, no, that was uh, actual surgery first... footage, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. When that first popped up, I go, I think they're just putting in actual surgery footage. <laughs> footage. Footage. 
Footage. Footage. Footage. <laughs> the servant then stops leading them to the rooms because they ask after the sound of a woman being assaulted on a loop, and there is some kind of a replica display of the ancient rape that was done up with mannequins and an audio loop. I shit you not. It's as if it's like a tourist attraction that no one ever comes to see. Right. In this castle. I was like, oh, what, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> The tale is driven home once again as the servant laughs, retelling it to make the guests as uncomfortable as possible before then leading them away. Why the fuck is that even there? Like, nobody... Like, it's clearly like the Earl's family is just reliving this moment over and over again. They're just doomed to have this where they can't stop, like, for even a moment thinking about it because the loop doesn't even shut off in their own home. No one else comes to see this. There's no reason for that. No, I mean, they're making it like it's a huge tourist attraction or some shit. Yeah, that's but what it looks like. Horrible. It looks like a wax museum in the middle of it that's a memorial to it that no one will ever be allowed to forget in the Earl's house. That must be one of the house rules, I guess. I guess. Jesus Christ. But... It is creepy. <laughs> anyway, he leads them away from this uncomfortable situation with that just to sit in our minds. And that takes us to pretty much the halfway point of the movie because that is the end of the second 20 minutes. And we kind of already talked about it. Yeah. So there you go, man. Uh, we've we've kind of let everybody know what's happening here and, and what they're into. So or what they're in for, I guess. Better way to put that. Yeah, that just that recreation wax museum thing is really fucking weird. Like, yeah, it's probably the most unsettling and kind of uh, horror moment that makes it feel somewhat off and like makes you kind of question the nature of the reality you're seeing, you know, a little bit like it. it this is the first thing that felt unreal and ethereal and supernatural in such a way even though that they were hinting at all these people looking the same you know like it feels like they're toying with supernatural stuff but they want to have it both ways where this is all really taking place this is all really happening in the modern era and it's just a coincidence that they all look the same but then again maybe it isn't you know like they never really fully commit either way yeah yeah this is true and you're just sitting there and you're like what the fuck is going on around here <laughs> <laughs> well i'm about to tell you it's trip it's trippy as fuck <laughs> well, it's on brand for the 60s well well, I'm about to tell you what actually is going on here. The next All 20 right. starts with the crew being still led to their rooms and or way too real surgery footage cuts back and forth between this with them coming in. I think that was just to try and make it like shocking and grotesque and just basically getting people to talk about the horrific things that you see on a very low budget by reusing stock footage. I think so. Yeah, I agree with that. Each person is given an individual room in the creepiest way possible by the servant. It is. Yeah. Each one of the rooms can, uh, it's, um, yikes. Well, he just is like, you, a better word. here, you, yeah. there, 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 ladies, here, here, men, there, 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 there. Uh, now there. get in there. Everywhere. <laughs> put your left foot in. Now take it out. Now put your right foot in. Shake it all about. Each person is given an individual room. The Baron refuses to stay as he will ride back and get a car. He freaks the fuck out the minute he's led to a room. Like something yeah. happens where he knows that he's got to get the fuck out of here. And we all know why. We all know why he's having a freak yeah. out. Yes. He's like, I need to get that automobile. He's like, look, I've seen the Virgin Spring. I know what's going to happen if I sleep here tonight. Yeah, right. The others enter their rooms as the movie follows the evil queen lookalike. And we get a long look at the bed chambers in all of its ancient glory, which there is some really cool scenery in the castle and everything. And that makes it worth seeing the highest resolution possible with this version. But they definitely linger on that stuff. And it goes for a very long time. Like you get yeah. to see almost every nook and cranny of that room with that camera move yeah you really do it's uh it takes a while they they really take their time with some of these shots really padding out shit the two remaining men decide that they are going to have a smoke and the baron is taunted about the bear in the forest by the servant 
as he rides off. There is more surgery footage of an organ being prodded at, which I believe is a heart. I'm not 100% sure. Then it cuts back to the two smokers chatting it up. Thank fuck, that's dialogue and our next clip. What do you think of the Baron running away like that? <laughs> he escaped. Didn't you realize he was afraid? Some people don't like to have anything to do with death. Oh, well, by the way, tell me, uh, isn't he a little bit too old for your sister? But she's in love with him. After all, I'm not going to marry her. <laughs> Don't you get married in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> she's attracted by his personality. Unfortunately, our father died very early, and Brack was able to give her the kind of life she had been used to. Possibly he's intrigued by the fact that she's still a virgin. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't had a virgin for a long while. Maybe never before. You'd better watch your words, Monsieur de la Valliere. Hmm. You don't like to hear the truth. But haven't you noticed Brack's interest in Vera? Hmm, yes. But I thought the whole thing was just a game. After all, he did ride away with Eleanor, which is your concern. Oh, you're right. We were fooling around, drinking too much. And we finally lost our way. One shouldn't care too much about little things like that. Forget it. But now when I come to think about it, they didn't tell us the way. They just rode away. Maybe he wanted to be alone with Eleanor at his cottage. Damned nonsense. Just a lot of blah, blah, blah. That talk of the servants in the castle, those things get on my nerves. Good night. <laughs> Who's there? Oh, Roger. Is everything all right? No, I, I'm so afraid. Why? There's no reason. Ever since I heard that story, I go on imagining that the Earl of Saxon is going insane, sitting by his daughter, staring at that poor dead girl. Roger gives me creeps. I'm so afraid. Can't you stay here with me? No, I'm sorry, baby. I'll stay with Eleanor. If you need me, call me. I'm next door. Good night. And with this, the evil queen woman then strips down again after her sexual advances are turned down by her sister's fiance. This is kind of a thank you movie, or it could be. I'm not going to really get on your case if the sequence where she's rolling around naked in her own room of her own volition, you know. That that's would... that's that's a thank you. You could definitely thank the movie for that. I, I would have no issue with anybody doing that. They cut away from this to show the servant talking to the Earl about the plan to kidnap the blonde that looks like his daughter, and we see some more action footage of surgery. The servant collects the injured blonde girl. The evil queen briefly wakes up for another topless peak for a thank you movie. <clears throat> then we have a montage of the evil queen unable to sleep, more surgery, and then the servant carrying the blonde lady down the stairs. Then we have some more surgery footage that appears to be of a beating heart. Then we see the evil queen tries to drift away to sleep, only to have the chandelier bug her, I guess, or, or something. I really can't tell. We then have yeah. a montage of the entire night's events once again cross Vading to drive the whole doppelganger thing home, as well as as a sort of flashback where all the men from the party that are now here at this locale are the ones committing the actual rape in the past in their actual yeah. corresponding costumes from the past, and that leads into a dream sequence of the actual rape because that is the kind of fucking thing this fucking movie does apparently. Yeah, that's uh, that's what <clears throat> happened. Um, if, oh, if, Jesus Christ. if that's not enough to make you feel uncomfortable and weird, there is audibly over top of this someone reading a poem 
poem, which I think may be about rape or revenge because of a sexual assault or something along those lines. It's kind of hard to tell because you're distracted equally by both things happening on screen to not be able to pay attention to either fucking one. Yeah. Ooh, Jesus Christ. You're like, what the fuck's going on around here? We actually see this rape from the vantage point of the actual viewpoint of the evil queen as she's grabbing her breasts while it's happening. She's getting off on this cruelty that is being done here. And this is supposed mm-hmm. to be a vision of the past, but our evil queen in the future is the one that's dreaming of this. So it's from her viewpoint. And she seems to apparently be getting off on this as well in her dream, watching all of this going on. This sequence goes on for way too fucking long. It, adds, it really does. It adds it nothing just the new. Worst. It adds nothing new to the story other than this sick bullshit of just showing another rave that's a prolonged gang rape like this and then the woman getting off on it that's the only reason that they included it in either that or maybe just to pad out the runtime but whatever decision we didn't need any of this because we already knew that it happened we didn't need to fucking see it yeah yeah we yeah we've talked about this uh, like five times already and now they're gonna show us six conversations about this uh assault and now you force us to have to watch it (laughs) via the lens of a dream sequence where a woman is getting off on like a past version of herself maybe i mean like you don't really answer that either it's just frustrating yeah. and fucking confusing and it's just really fucking needless and it takes too goddamn long yes it's just bad and it's just designed to make you feel uncomfortable you hope that's what they're trying to do they're not trying to be salacious but uh. or prurient interest of it and for it to yeah. be a rape for something for you to get off on or a kind of idea yes that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's a total fuck off movie There's, yeah really fuck off the only thing that this sequence actually does right for me is the portrayal of the dissociation that the victim has staring off in the rafters and the beams and like being out of her body and no longer reacting and just then staring at the evil queen lady looking down at her and like realizing what it is that's happening to her because of her but like yeah. still being completely dissociative but other than that it runs on for like i said way too goddamn long i wrote that in my notes several times apparently way too fucking long like i'm sitting there like is this over yet because jesus christ this almost seems like this whole scene's half the fucking movie yeah it feels like fucking forever the men who did the attack go dancing off after they are done and the evil queen laughs at their brutality the flashback goes all the way to show the aftermath of the rape in a fever dream where the earl gets his spiteful hate where he kills the woman whom he knows caused this and then immediately starts fucking about with some of his alchemy doing that whole blood transfer thing that he was accused of that we already knew took place that we already know he got beheaded for after the death as well they cut from this to the modern day evil queen lady rolling around in the fever dream looking like she's getting off on all of this and that is the third quarter of the film and we are at the end of the first hour yeah Jesus Christ. Finally. Like I said, that whole entire scene was like half the movie. (laughs) It certainly felt like it. I don't think it was that long, but it was definitely, it felt like it. It makes you feel like it, though. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they're trying to play up that this is either their spirits all reliving this over and over again in just different eras and not realizing it, or these people are all reincarnated as part of the curse to go back and do this all again for whatever reason, regardless of what era that they live in. You know, it, it, it doesn't really fucking say. You don't really fucking know if the curse is lifted or what the fuck is going on. Um, with it it just really is kind of frustrating but they hint at this sort of stuff and then the things that they focus in on showing are the cruelty and the depravity given that this is the same director who so joyously created and like reveled in making mark of the devil i'm really not that surprised that this film is that fucking mean-spirited with that kind of stuff i really truly yeah. not. it doesn't shock me yeah i mean 
the way the movie started, of course, it's going to be cruel and brutal to the viewer. Yeah. Well, we can move on to the final 20 or the what? Let's do it. 23-ish minutes. It's basically the final moments of the film. All right. The yeah. final moments of the film start with the flashback of the Earl fucking about with the bodies of his dead daughter and the dead mistress. Again, we already know that this was a blood transfusion thing. He attempted to bring his daughter back from the dead. It's a bunch of alchemy shit that's mixed in with it and then mixed in with some open heart fucking surgery footage for no real fucking reason other than it's gross, I guess. Yeah, because we just want to see open heart surgeries. Uh, and also open heart surgeries that aren't really going anywhere. I, I, it, it's like the same like thing, you know, they're, it's like they're just caressing the heart. Yeah, it's mixed in the the open heart surgery stuff is mo- in modern day that they're trying to like replicate. And then they also do show the Earl in the modern day doing this surgery in the like late 60s or whatever. And I think they're trying to connect the two ages to say that this is either a repeating thing or that this um, is uh, like them reliving it. Or maybe this is a way to break the curse because he's finally got an opportunity to save his daughter by murdering someone else, which still should curse them. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know how any of this is supposed to go, but Jesus Christ, it's yeah. just the fucking worst. It ends up being that the only real interest that is coming from this is the grows out factor of seeing actual fucking surgery footage. And then they're trying to sell you with exploitative elements of the rape scene, perhaps, just to keep this snooze flesh afloat, because otherwise it's just fucking boring. Like It really is, yeah. It doesn't really offer a whole lot that really keeps your interest, other than the proilent moments that could be that's happening from the sexual assault, if that's the sort of thing that you're into. Or if you just want to look at the surgery or what have you because the gothic storytelling they just they've already told us this tale so many times and they're just finding ways to retell it and hopefully in a different way yeah (laughs) and it's like jesus man you really need to make this fucking 83 minutes (laughs) maybe the 77 minute version is better for me yeah they didn't need to make it that long but they they certainly felt the need to do it yeah apparently the prolonged shots of the surgery really stop the film mostly dead in its tracks and do nothing yeah. at all to move the plot at all. At some point, they realize this, and then we finally see the servant beheading someone. But is this the servant, or is that the servant reliving it because he's the person that beheads the dude for trying to do this evil surgery thing to bring his daughter back from the dead? They don't bother to explain that. That's just what we say. Yeah, that's just how it goes. <laughs> We're not even sure what's taking place in the modern age anymore and what is part of the flashback, or if this is all part of the free- fever dream of an evil queen in the dead or in the evil queen that's like laying in bed dreaming of all of this and she's really the only one providing us any kind of nudity we can be okay with anyway so her writhing red on around on the bed i'm kind of still like trying to enjoy because i'm trying to find something to enjoy in the movie <laughs> yeah right she then uh, hops up in the bed screaming and is naked so that may not be a thank you movie for those of you that don't enjoy a woman screaming while topless <laughs> Oh, come on. This scream wakes up her sister's fiance, and she then immediately asks him to hop into bed with her, which this time he does because she's already naked and raring to go. And he's yeah. like, yeah, my fiance's asleep. Why not? I guess. I'll also guess, clip. I guess they're just, yeah. <laughs> I guess he's uh, he figured, uh, what the hell? They cut to more open-heart surgery footage as the Earl is apparently finding some way to bring his daughter back from all of this. Like, it looks like they're replacing a valve with a mechanical one on the heart or something. I I don't know. What is the fucking point of all of this? I have no idea. 
I was hoping you were going to tell me because I am at a loss. The next bits are at least a consensual sex scene between the modern day evil queen and her sister's fiance. They're writhing around in the bed, kissing each other's abdomens. And then they're cutting from scenes of this to the statues that are in the room. And then they cut back to the blonde's brother looking for her in her room. Back to more sex with the modern day evil queen and her sister's fiance as the brother of the missing girl barges in shouting his sister is gone. But these two do not miss a single stroke they just keep on fucking and they keep it going on and on the guy exits the room and closes the door shaking his head as if he's like well they're not going to help me nope they're 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 not paying attention to me at all we cut from this to a dude in a bear costume and a very bad one at that mauling the baron who tried to crawl crawl away from him up the rocks the bear then turns on the horse that the baron was riding and mauls that instead i shit you not they fucking went there with a full bad bear costume yeah they really did I am flabbergasted about that one. But that's all the more that they fucking use it. You will never see this bear again because they cut from that to all the enjoyable stuff of the bear mauling the rapist to more fucking surgery as the incision is finally being closed up. And the operation may have been a success because the heart was beating when they're done after they shocked it with paddles a billion times. Anyway, they cut from this to George goes looking for his sister by exploring an underground tunnel and is pursued by the servant of the Earl who shouts, Le Baron here. And George just stumbles around aimlessly before the servant tells him that what he is looking for is straight on, but he is a prisoner in a labyrinth or some bullshit like that. Who fucking knows? Don't even pay attention to that because now we get some more post-surgery stitching stuff cut from that to the sisters and the sisters and the fiance getting dressed in normal clothing as they state George is looking for his sister and we are then back to George just mucking about in the tunnels while the servant grumbles walking away from him and up an incline the baron makes it back in Jesus Christ I'm sick of fucking writing about this so that is our final clip open the door I'm coming wait who is knocking it's Brad what is the matter? The bear. Yes, bear. Bear Baron. Well, Baron, the bear grabbed you properly. <laughs> Look, the Baron has come back after all. <laughs> Why are you staring at me like this? What's the matter? It's a dream. It's a bad dream. This is a very bad dream. Death is mute, and life is what it doth cherish. <laughs> oh, my rose, my sweet child, my dear sister. Marion. Death is afterlife. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and death is yet so near. Do not take life away from me. Why do you back away from me, beloved? It's life that comes to you, not death. Marion, stop that! Marion! Marion! You are not Marion. You are my love. No. Oh, my God. Fear not. Katerina! Katerina! You did it. You raped and killed her. There's Rosemary. That's for remembrance. Do you like them? Pray you love, 
remember. <laughs> and there are pansies, they're for thoughts. <laughs> There's fennel for you and columbine. <laughs> there are rues for you. And here's some for me. We may call it herb of grace of Sunday. Oh, you must wear your rue with a difference. Oh, there's a daisy. I would give you some violets, but they withered all when I died. Catalina! Oh. No. And of all Christian souls, I pray God, God be with you. Take that! As we listen to the full movie. That was only a three-minute clip. You were out during the five-minute clip when you really should have been bitching about that. Yeah, right? No shit. That felt a lot longer than three minutes, though, didn't it? <laughs> the Earl attempts to stab the Baron, and his newly resurrected daughter gets in the way, so he gets her instead, but stays focused just long enough to stab into the Baron. This horrifies the manservant for some reason. The remaining partygoers stare in disbelief as the Earl picks up the newly recorpsed body of his daughter. That's a new word I'd like to phrase here, recorpsed. Yeah, yeah, right. And walks off. We get another gothy soliloquy, which I'm not fucking writing down and I'm not fucking doing a clip of, as the Earl climbs a tower staircase to take his recorpsed daughter to the highest rooftop and he either jumps off or just tosses her body off. I wasn't really paying attention as I noted this and it doesn't fucking matter. I'm not really sure which. We then see the corpse doctor dude ride off with a skull painted on his face, I guess symbolizing that he's like actually death. This was all supernatural. This was a repeat thing. This is something they have to do over and over again. The gate closes while the gate closes we should be rolling fucking credits but we just hold on the gate then it goes to a black screen it's just music that goes on and on and on until the film finally fucking ends it's a thing, <sighs> it's a thing. yeah that, that movie was a thing disappointing <laughs> disappointing here i thought i was getting set for a swing 60 psychedelic killer in a mansion and i get just raping for a whole movie and yuck yeah so like i said i knew absolutely nothing about the film and for 1968 the risque moments and the stuff that they're trying to do with the actual surgery footage and just everything that tried to happen in this movie the weird hodgepodge of what it is is just kind of rather unsatisfying just downer of a fucking movie to watch um yeah some of the gothic scenery is beautiful the houses that they film in are actually pretty incredible and like that kind of stuff there is some enjoyment you could kind of gain out of that but it it's overlong. It outstays its welcome at even 83 fucking minutes. And it just keeps fucking going on and on about the same thing over and over again and tells you from a bunch of different angles. Not sure what that attempt was other than to pat on an already way too padded out fucking film that's already really fucking short. Yeah, right. It's just Jesus Christ, man. I mean, this should have been an hour-long movie. Maybe an hour 17. Like, maybe that original cut was right. I don't even know if it's an original cut. It's just how it was edited down. So, like, hour 17 minutes, 77 minutes seems like maybe even then it would still be a little long. 
Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like, we don't need to see the weird mannequin thing to ratchet up and tell us a story once again. We could just go to the dream sequence from there if you're going to have to fucking show it to us for real anyway. You know, it feels like this wanted to be like one of those uh, Roger Corman Poe adaptation kind of films and what it was doing. And it just kind of really misses the mark and just goes way too deep into the mean spirited nature of the rapes that are taking place just because it wants to revel in that. And it's just, it's misguided. Like, it just, doesn't know what it wants to do other than just show you cruelty in some way shape or form just for the yeah. sake of it is what it feels like and it bores you at the same time while it's doing that like I've never been so disinterested in surgery footage like that usually would disturb me but like I just don't even fucking care because I'm already numb by the time they start showing that yeah it's just fucking ridiculous yeah it's it's a huge fucking swing and a miss this is a total fucking strikeout at anything that it's trying to do and it's a rather disappointing film um, the only reason I'm keeping it is because of that fucking bear attack that was the best part of it yeah i mean that bear attacks the shit man uh listen i don't care how bad it is yeah could, that is good stuff couldn't we have been cutting away from that to footage of like actual bears instead of surgery and then like prolong the bear attack even more even though it's obviously not working no like, keep the bear no, no actual bears all bad bear suits that's all i mean that's all i want <laughs> yeah that would definitely make it way more enjoyable but like i just i don't like why even fucking rent a bear suit for that short of a fucking scene yeah right just insane Insane. <laughs> so many choices that are made in this movie that are like confounding, confusing, and somewhat upsetting at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just confounding around here. I do like the bear costume sequence where he's getting attacked by the bear because at least you see some comeuppance and that does feel a little bit more supernatural. But like, shouldn't we have seen the bear stalking him the entire way back? Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, yeah, stalking him. I, I'd see how he even gets away. <laughs> Something, yeah. <laughs> Instead, it's just going to show us more and more surgery footage to pad out the film. Yep, but hey, that happens. All right, let's stop talking about it. Let's do a quick news story and then fucking call it a day. What do you say? Word up. All right, we're going to take a break here. We're going to play the Necromantics with Creeping It Real, which I think some of the dialogue actually fits with some of the shit the Baron was pulling. So here we go. too accurate in its portrayal of the type of creeping creeps that we actually did get in this fucking movie and i'm wanting that to stop right now yeah right jesus christ make us all feel a little bit better and give us some psyop news from 
main man Robert. Our main man Robert in the field. In the he field. must have an incredibly long penis. That's why he's the main man Robert. All right, Daily Mail. Send for a sexorcist. Texas landlady owns ex brothel that's haunted by horny ghosts. Ooh, is says, that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Says spooked, leered at her as she showered with spirits also heard moaning, oh baby, yeah. Hey fuckers, religion's bullshit, God's not real, so we're going to be pushing the Christian agenda right down your fucking throat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pray to um, God, that's what assholes do. That's also true. If you pray, uh, you're an asshole. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, a Texas landlady claims that property she owns is unrentable because it is haunted by leering sex-crazed ghosts. Coming to me! <laughs> Linda Hill uh, from Gainesville believes this shabby property known as Hill House Manor was a brothel during the 19th century and that the spirits of hookers in John's past still occupy its walls. So, I mean... There you go. Safe sex with uh, a dead thing. Wait, that's it? That's the whole of the news? No, no, no. no. I'm just, you, you kept going there. Oh, he's looking uh, for Wang. Go ahead. Hill was initially skeptical, but says she changed her mind while in the shower one day when a male voice uh, leered, looking good. I make uh, money geez. from my sex work. She assumed it was her husband until he walked to the bathroom moments later. He said, who are you talking to? Hill told WFAA, and it was like, oh my god. It really is haunted, she OMG, said. OMG, a jizz drinking game. <laughs> uh, it was that incident which made Hill believe accounts from previous tenants who claimed to have heard voices groan, Oh baby, oh baby, yeah, and yeah, I like that. Circle jerk, circle jerk! <laughs> I don't know why, but the oh baby one's probably going to make for a good clip because it was so monotone. It's going <laughs> to cost you some serious cock. Enterprise Eat Hill has now decorated the house with a creepy porcelain doll. It is marketed as a real-life haunted house for visitors to pay to attend just in time for Halloween. I make money from my sex work. And uh, that's it. So, I have uh, the most oh, I'm confused sorry. direction right now. And... 2011, Hill published a book, Hill House Manor, the guest book, outlining the investigations and story told by previous tenants. Hill first turned, purchased the property in several other homes in the Gainesville, Texas neighborhood in order to rent them out. Everyone will be coming on my face. She believes the home built in the 1840s is on the site of a former brothel leading to Randy Nature of the Ghosts. The first reported hauntings came after 10 tenants moved in and out of the property in less than two years. Afraid of vaginas? So, uh, since then, Hill has, con- God damn, I'm telling you, I'm really, God love you, Robert, but the Daily Mail is the fucking worst fucking site. Since then, uh, Hill has continued to document the stories about Hill House Manor, which were all most recently recorded in a 2020 book, Hill House Manor, 13 Ghost Stories. Dude Separate from the whispers. Hard, so now it's time to plow. An upstairs door will regularly open, even after Hill forcefully closes it shut. One such instance has even caught on camera. Hill also claims to have uh, audio footage of nymphomaniac ghosts getting jiggy, but has yet to share it. There's also a 19-foot deep well under the living room, which has been dubbed uh, by Hill as the murder room. And there's a lot of weighing around. Almost every psychic that walks in here sees a dead man lying on the floor, Hill said. Recent visitors have posted, uh, have, I'm sorry, uh, they, uh, oh shit, fuck. Recent visitors have said the well to be a spiritual portal, leading to increased hauntings in the room and the room adjacent to it as well. So, that, that they is just had a bukkake mouth part. They could have done that as well. My but cum that, is a cure for cancer. That'd be something. 
Uh, but yeah, maybe uh, maybe uh, when you're buying a house, do some research. See if it's an old brothel. You could have a randy ghost or two. Everyone will be coming on my face. That or they just had a bukkake mouth part. They could have done all of that. <laughs> yeah, let's just go ahead and pull the chain on this fucking disappointment of an episode. It's lasted longer than the movie should have. Yeah, right? No shit. Jesus. <laughs> and with that, we're going to play the Ending Legion promo, and we're going to come back with the Fratellis and creeping up the back stairs. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Go Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. the Fratellis with creeping up the back stairs talking about a whole bunch of creeping around and doing a bunch of nasty stuff weren't they 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 had to have gotten that bad name from the Goonies am I right oh I would certainly hope so they fucking kick yeah. ass everybody check them out if you haven't heard the Fratellis before they, they sound good uh, other places that I have definitely played the Fratellis may include a guest spot where Duncan was on the show because they are both from Scotland the band and oh. Duncan yeah yeah <laughs> that's available at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast or as Duncan has pointed out in the last guest spot that I did on his show, you could just tell them to search for Cinema Psyops on the Googles. Yes, all them Googles. <laughs> I'm also available at the Legion Discord chat, which if you were listening to this episode and you're interested in getting in on the Legion Discord chat, there is a link in the show notes for you to be able to do that, and it's worth your fucking time. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. The more people we get in there talking about movies, the better it's going to be until someone starts giving really, really bad opinions, and then hopefully it'll get moderated in some way, shape, or form. Because all comment sections need moderation, people. Yeah, it's like the bottom of a barrel had a 
its own bottom of the fucking barrel. <laughs> Speaking of the bottom of the barrel, when it comes to memes, the bottom of the barrel is available to you <laughs> at cinema <laughs> underscore psyops on Instagram. Yeah, why not? Which is then immediately Fuck shared it. to the Facebook page of Cinema Psyops and then into the Facebook group of Cinema Psyops after it's then shared on my main feed line of Court Psyops. All available on Facebook group, all aptly named for what the fuck or who the fuck it is. Yeah, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? If you give a fuck or you give a shit, you can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com and tell them that you both give a fuck and give a shit. Yeah, should be a good time for everyone. Everyone should give a fuck and everyone should give a shit because that's the way to make the world go. While you're out there saying, oh, fuck, holy shit, I don't give a fuck about shit and I don't give a shit about a fuck, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. I can hear you. All right, can you sir. hear me? Yep. Start rolling right. on your side. Give me one second here. I want to make sure of one thing before I, I don't want something to get messed up here. Oh, okay. All right. Good. And I am rolling on my side. One, two, three. Everything's coming in clear. Snowball, everything looking okay? Looking great. All right. So I'm not sure about, because um, I told you last week or a couple of weeks ago that I had an issue with my NAS drive. And yeah. the next movie I only have in a digital file form, but I already uploaded it. So if it's still in the Google Drive next week's Relentless, I'll just grab it down and watch it via, you know, a USB thumb drive or something like that. It's All still right. available if I can't get the NAS drive fixed in time. So um, if you, the movie's Relentless. So if you pulled that down and deleted it off, I may have to have you upload it again. I'll just double check. Check. Just keep a heads up for a text that I might need you to do that. All right, will do. That's if I can't get the NAS to restore because everything's all fucked up on it right now. Mother dick. Well, the biggest uh, loss was all Bev's files, which is like the worst because I was like, yeah, if you put it on the cloud drive, you know, it's it's got redundancy yep. in it and everything, and now the files won't read. So like, I'm oh, like a complete no. ass. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some photos and stuff that she put on there. So yeah, I feel like a real dick right now. That's rough. All right, well, I'm ready to roll if you are. I just need to keep I'm hitting this till I feel better. <laughs> not a problem. Yeah, just keep going, buddy. <laughs> All right, so it's Castle of Creeping Death or Creeping Flesh, Creep not flesh. Creeping Death. That's Yeah, Creeping yeah. Death is a bad Metallica song. We have a bad <laughs> movie to talk about here, so. Yes. All right, here we roll. All right, so that is The Damned with the song Creep, and in parentheses, like they often do with country songs, you can't fool me. Can't fool, yeah. They do that with uh, country songs a lot. But they wrap uh, words in parentheses, yes. I'm actually making a reference to a thing that a character says in Sling Blade. Oh, okay. I never saw Sling Blade. It's like hours upon hours of uh, 
<laughs> of just horribleness. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton working on lawnmowers. And, uh, mm-hmm. They're doing that. Uh, it, I know yeah. that. Yeah, it's actually a pretty powerful film, and it actually has like a, a story that it's trying to tell. But um, as wonderful as I thought it was when I was much younger, I'm the older I get, the less I want to go back and revisit it because I'm having memory flashes of it, and I'm like, ooh, maybe that's not as good as I remember. <laughs> I, the most I've ever seen of it was when I first got the Scream uh, videotape, and it was one of the uh, uh, one of the trailers into it. And I always, always sort of throw Scream on, like going to sleep or something like that, and just want noise in the background. Uh, and yeah, that was always there. I prefer the Earl of Sandwich. Nah. He did give us the sandwich. Why? He did give us the sandwich. I don't know if that's true or not. I think that's like a fucking, you know, one of those like urban that myths. That sounds like an old wives tale. Yeah, old wives tale. That's the word I was looking for. That's what it wild. is. <laughs> wild <Good girl>. bears. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about Nobody the bears. Nobody said she was oh, yeah. The wild bears. That leads to our next clip. They're fucking talking. I don't want to fucking write about it. All right, let me bring my notes back up. Jesus Christ. No, it's an Earl of Saxon. Earl of Duke. Baron. Yeah, now stop singing. All right, goddamn. Jesus. saying oh fuck holy shit i don't give a fuck about shit and i don't give a shit about a fuck kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch okay okay well done get out of that all right i'm glad i didn't stumble over that (laughs) and i have stopped recording